0: Today on Locked On Goals. The goals come crashing down to earth against Abbotsford, and we're going to talk some world's junior championships on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? It is Goals Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jason JD Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. As usual, and thanks to all the Ducks and Gulls fans for your continued support. It is appreciated. You guys are awesome. Alright, let's get right into it. The Gulls, they had a trio of games over the past week. It did not end so well. And we also had a renewal of the freeway rivalry between the Ontario Reign and the San Diego Gulls. We'll pick things up with Friday's game. We're going to get into it very quickly. Friday was the game at Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. Didn't see a whole lot of goals fans there. It might have just been an off day for travel. But nonetheless, we had a lot of fans come out to Toyota Arena. Not a lot of goals fans picking things up in the first period. Right away, someone that I've been very high on, Jacob Perot. He scored his eighth of the season on a very nifty shot. Um, one thing I liked about Perot's game is his ability to open up the ice very effectively. He had a clean shot at goal and beat Maddie Villalta very clean, making it 1 0 goals early on. I think the good thing about that particular goal for San Diego was he somehow just created room for himself and managed to get right in the slot area and put it away. But also, credit to Braden Tracy. For having the perfect execution on that play. It was a good pass from O'Regan, then to Tracy, then to Perot. Not exactly a tic-tac-toe play, but definitely some fancy passing going on there. Oh yeah. So that made it 1-0. And then it was Martin Furk time. Yep. The 109 mile power man. He slapped one right past Luca Dostal, which made it a 1-1 tie. And that was a blistering shot by Marty Ferk. There's a reason why this guy has one of the hardest shots. People hate facing him. Sometimes that puck gets lost, and that time it did. That was, a, that was just an excellent shot. I don't fault Dostal for that at all. There was a good screen, but that was also just a blistering shot. One of his patented slappers. And then it was Wagner. Wags got in the action for Ontario. That made it 2-1. But late in the second period... Huge credit once again to Cody Curran and also credit to some of the other grind grind guys out there. Alex Limoge got his fourth of the season. Limoge looked good all game long Friday night in Ontario. I thought he was one of the better players on the ice that night. And he tied things up at two goals apiece. Um, I like the aggressiveness of Alex Limoge all game long. He seemed to want to get in those high danger areas Found himself in the slot a couple of times and could have probably had another goal. But I mean, the one that was right in the slot, super high danger area, and that did it for San Diego. But also, the defense not so good there because they did allow Austin Wagner to get into that high danger area of his own. Honestly, I think it could have been better defense by San Diego all around. I mean, they did go on to lose the game 4-2. to Braden Burke scored and Tyler Madden on the empty netter. So Dostal only allowed three goals. Vlalta only saw 17 shots and stopped 15 of them. Yeah, he, he was fine. He was given a third star, but honestly, I thought it was the Braden Burke show and especially the Martin Furk show on that game. So San Diego lost another game. How would they respond at Pachanga Arena the following night? Well, Ontario came out flat first off, and San Diego just came out right away. They had maybe a 20-minute stretch where they played perfect hockey. I mean that sincerely. The, the Goals have had quite a few games where they've had 60-minute performances. This was not one of them. Those perfect 20-25 to 25 minutes that the Goals played really exemplify how good a team they actually are and when everybody is clicking on the right page, they can be a dangerous team and a dangerous out later on in the playoffs. Uh, picking things up in the first period, it was a slow, slow start for San Diego. They were outshot 11-4 to in that first period. In fact, they didn't have a shot for a good maybe 10-12 minutes. Ontario did get the majority of the shots on goal, especially towards the... Kind of the middle portion or the end of the period. Jacob Perot did get a penalty, but right away, Ontario got shot after shot after shot on Ole Erikson-Eck. And they were all high danger chances too. They, I think almost every shot was on the wrong side of the faceoff dot if you're San Diego. Ole Erikson-Eck put on a show, but credit to the defense as well for not allowing Ontario to pick up too much loose change. There were some rebound opportunities, but I got to give credit to the defense on this one. Credit to Trevor Carrick on this one. Credit to Nicholas Bruyard, who gets overlooked. And here's who I have to give credit for on these two particular games. Jacob Larson. I know Ducks fans have said, oh, the Jacob Larson experiment didn't work. No, the last couple of games, he worked, I'm going to say it, he worked his ass off on those two games where he was on the right place at the right time. He had good defensive execution. He was a leader out there. He was an absolute leader out there. And you could see the effort that he put into those two games, especially against the Ontario Reign. So got to give credit where credit is due. The goals did play 7-D that game. You had Greg Pattern, who did a good job. Cody Curran, I thought, had an excellent game. Brogan Rafferty, who did get a goal in there. But defense, defense, defense. That helped San Diego a lot on Saturday en route to their 3-1 victory over the Ontario Reign. Now I just want to break this down. San Diego had four shots on goal in the first period, including Braden Tracy's goal late in the first period. San Diego got eight shots in the second period, and the majority of them were in the first maybe 12 minutes of that period. That included a Hunter Drew power play marker and Brogan Rafferty's goal. In the third period, San Diego got two shots on goal. Ontario all of a sudden decided to start playing hockey. But unfortunately for Ontario, it was the Ole Erikson X show once again. San Diego had one good opportunity early in the third. And that was a Vincent Marlowe shot nearly going in, nearly getting past Garrett Sparks. That was the only decent shot San Diego had that entire period because the last... The last 15 minutes, it was all Ontario. All Ontario. San Diego didn't get a shot the last 15 minutes. The rain decided to just pummel Erickson Eck with shot after shot. When the dust settled, Erickson Eck had 26 saves on the night. Goals won at 3-1. to And then we went into last night's game. The less said about that game, the better. It was a 4-0 shutout of San Diego at Pechanga Arena. Abbotsford just they looked dominant the whole game. They outshot San Diego. They had better puck control, better puck movement. The defense was okay, but the offense just was not clicking on any level. This also came on a night where the San Diego goals announced that their new captain, as of right now is Greg Patterson. I think that means that after last night's game, I think Sam Carrick is probably going to be here to stay with the Anaheim Ducks. And that's great news for the Ducks. Carrick did score a great goal last night. But credit to Greg Patterson coming into that role. I mean, it wasn't a good first impression for the captaincy of Greg Patterson, And that's a choice that the goals are making. That's a choice made by the coaching staff. We'll see how this plays out. And I will talk about this more later on in the season, and we're gonna head into the first break right now, the first intermission. But first, let's talk about StatHero.com. That is right, StatHero is the daily fantasy sports option that lets you play versus the house, and we have a matchup this week. It's veterans versus rookies, where you try to beat this five some. You have Nick Benino, Mark Stone. Kyle Palmieri, Petrie, and the Maple Leafs goaltending. And on the rookie side, you have Alex Newhook, Kirill Kaprizov, Thompson for the Sabres, and oh, Nick Haig of Vegas. And then, of course, you have Vegas' goaltending if they play tonight. We still don't know. But those are who is going to be up against you tonight if you decide to play at Stathero.com. And hey, check out Stathero.com slash hockey, and use promo code Hockey for a free 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey, use promo code Hockey for your 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. After the break, I gotta talk a little bit about what to expect this coming weekend. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we got to talk about what's coming up for the San Diego Goals this coming week. So the Goals have kind of a compressed schedule over the next few days where they have three home games, Friday, Saturday, and next Wednesday. I'll go through those quickly. Tomorrow night, it is a game against the Bakersfield Condors. That's a seven o'clock start. Then... Saturday, December 18th. That's the big one. That is Teddy Bear Toss Night. Saturday, December 18th. That's a 7 o'clock start against the San Jose Barracuda. And then a big game against the first place Stockton Heat, who had to miss a couple of games because of COVID issues. But right now, Stockton is still a team to be reckoned with. If you guys recall my earlier podcast in the week, Former Heat goalie John Gillies did play against the Ducks over the past weekend. Stockton right now, they have a, a win percentage of 833. They are first place in the division. It is not close. Second is the rain, followed by Henderson, Abbotsford, Colorado, Tucson, and San Diego. If the playoff started today, San Diego would have to travel to Ontario to play the rain. Ooh... That would be a spicy matchup, wouldn't it? And of course, Utica is still in first place across the entire AHL. There's no surprise there whatsoever. But let's look ahead. We got three important games at Pachanga Arena. And I mentioned I was going to say this again last week, so I'll say it again this week. If you're not already thinking about going to Pachanga Arena this weekend, why not? I implore all the fans, all the fans, to bring at least two teddy bears on Saturday night's game. And hey, if if you're able, bring four or five. Bring your friends. It's time to pack Pechanga Arena and best that bear record. Ontario did get 11,000 bears a few years ago. I think it's time to really match or surpass that amount, right? If San Diego can pack 11,000 fans inside Pechanga Arena on Saturday... And if even half of those fans bring three teddy bears, then we're talking 15,000 teddy bears on the ice. That would be a sight to behold. So if you're a Ducks fan and you're listening and you've thought about seeing something really cool, there's no Ducks game on Saturday. Drive on down to San Diego, check out a goals game, bring a slew of teddy bears, and let's make it fly fur. Let's make that happen. And if you're close to Ontario, the Ontario Rain have their own Teddy Bear Toss Night that same Saturday. Let's see if Ontario can get over 10,000 bears this year. Hopefully both games go on and we could have a lot of fun this weekend and also do some good for the local hospitals. I know the Ontario Rain they donate a lot of bears to the local children's hospitals. Same with San Diego. A lot of those bears go to local Children's Hospitals. So a great time had by all. And one other thing that I want to bring up right now before I talk about juniors. What's the roster going to look like? Are we possibly going to see Buddy Robinson or Sam Carrick back? That's going to be a tough decision for the Ducks, especially coming up. Because Max Comtois is expected to come back next week, if not tomorrow night. Where he plays, no one really knows. And I had some thoughts about that on yesterday's podcast. But with Max Comtois coming back, that means a forward has to move down. And this is where it's scary for Ducks and Goals fans. The only player that is waivers exempt is Trevor Zegras. And there's no way he's going down to San Diego. Not a chance. So that means you would have to bring down either a Buddy Robinson or a Sam Carrick. But they would have to go through waivers. It's always a little bit scary When you see that happening, when you see one of those players get sent down to the goals and they have to pass through waivers. And it's likely going to be Buddy Robinson or Sam Carrick, one of those two guys. Honestly, if I had to choose, I don't know who I'd choose. If I'd go between Charles Robinson or Sam Carrick, they're both fantastic players. The Ducks still have a slew of injuries they're dealing with. Max Comto should be back soon. Adam Henrique, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Max Jones is still getting about a couple months. And Josh Mahura, who just recently got hurt, he's expected to be out day to day. So Mahura could be back in a week or two. So thinking about on the forward side, the goals could have Sam Carrick and or Buddy Robinson come back to the goals. That would be a huge boost for that team. As far as the defensive side, it's going to be Simon Benoit coming back. Once, once Josh Mahura returns to the Ducks, then I think it's going to be Simon Benoit coming back to San Diego. And that would also be a humongous boost on the blue line for the San Diego goals. And that would help shore up that defense that right now has Cody Curran, Brendan Gooley, Hunter Drew, Trevor Carrick, Greg Patteron, Brogan Rafferty. They're a little bit depleted right now. Having Benoit back would help the goals out tremendously. So we'll see how far along Josh Mahura is. I'm sure we'll find out more in the coming days. But that's who I would expect to come back. I'd expect Benoit to come back. And one of those players, I think, is going to come back and probably pass through waivers. So we'll see Buddy or Sam back in a goals uniform sooner rather than later. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about... Primal Origin Oils. You got beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The Combo Kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel-in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. So use the promo code On to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Once again, use the code On at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. After the intermission, we're going to talk all about the world's juniors. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez, and apologize for those listening on Thursday evening. What I typically do to peel back the curtain is I typically record these segments at different times just in case there's any news that happens. Uh, In this case, there wasn't really any news that happened, and it got a lot later than I would have normally liked. So this is kind of a Thursday afternoon, Thursday night edition of Goals Thursday, but we'll have it out nonetheless. So this last segment, I did want to talk about World Juniors and about some of the Ducks prospects that are ...in World's Juniors this year. And we will start with Team Canada. Oh, Canada. Our home and native land. Home to two Anaheim Ducks prospects in their roster. And these are two of the better prospects, I think, in the Ducks system. One of them is Olin Zellweger, who was a draft pick in this past NHL draft. He will be in as one of the extra defensemen. One of the better skaters, in my opinion... In this Canada team. Also defending Lucas Cormier, Caden Gooley, Carson Lambos, Ryan O'Rourke, Owen Power, Donovan Sabrango, and Ronan Seeley. I I think Zillweger can get some good playing time in here. Especially given his amazing, amazing skating ability. So congrats to Olin Zillweger. And this is uh, no surprise. Mason McTavish is one of the star forwards on this year's team. He's up there with Connor Bedard, Xavier Burgos, Will Coyle, Maverick Bork, Elliot Desnoyer, Ridley Grieg, Dylan Genther, Kent Johnson, Jake Neighbors, Cole Perfetti, Justin Sordif, Logan Stankovin, and Shane Wright. Now, of course, that last name, Shane Wright, he is widely expected to be the number one draft pick in this year's NHL draft. So let's see. Who McTavish is on a line with. McTavish, of course, was the number three overall pick in this past season's NHL draft. So there you go. Olin Zellweger and Mason McTavish playing, representing Canada. Over on the American side, two pretty highly touted prospects for the Ducks. Ian Moore, currently playing at Havid. Yeah, this one... This one kind of came as a surprise given the other defensemen that made it. I expect Ian Moore to probably, probably be in the third line defense. Especially when you have Luke Hughes, Brock Faber, Jake Sanderson, Wyatt Kaiser, Tyler Clevin. There's some big names on that roster as far as the American defensemen go. And great to see Ian Moore included in that list. So congrats to him. And also, this is no surprise. Sasha Pastujov, the elite goal scorer currently playing with the Guelph Storm of the OHL. He makes the team. Here's the rest of the forwards for the American side. Matt Beniers, Brett Burrard, Logan Cooley, Matt Coronado, Tanner Dickinson, Dominic James, Matthew Knice, Chaz Lucius, Carter Mazur, McKee... Samsakovich, Redmond Savage, Landon Slaggart, and Ty Ooh. Big names on that roster. I really like the Americans team. I think the Americans probably... Ooh, this is debatable. This is really debatable as to which side is better, Canada or the States. If you want to give my opinion, I think personally that the Americans have the better overall defense. Team Canada has some amazing forwards in their roster but I think overall on the overall scope of things I like USA just slightly better than Team Canada's now Team Canada remembers what happened last year in the World Juniors some kid named Trevor Zegras turned the tournament upside down and came away with the MVP award last year at World Juniors this year it wouldn't surprise me if another Ducks prospect does the same thing this year The WJCs begin in a week and a half. Christmas Day is when the World's Junior Championships start. That is nine days away. Can you believe we're only nine days away from Christmas? It's kind of mind-boggling when you really think about the fact that Christmas is only, only nine days away. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's Goals Thursday. And I'm going to remind all the folks once again... This Saturday's Teddy Bear Toss, I sincerely hope to see a lot of fans come out and toss some teddy bears for a tremendous cause. So hopefully we will see you at the arenas on Saturday. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for making Locked on Ducks your first listen of the day. Thanks for making the Locked on Network your first and second listens home. It is greatly appreciated. And hey, check out Locked on Bets with your boy Q. Make that your second listen of the day. It's a fun show, so definitely check that out. With that, we are going to wrap up for tonight. Uh, don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, among a plethora of others. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so. My email address is lockedonanaheimducks at gmail.com. And hey... Check me out on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you so much for listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks and Gulls fly together.